Let's turn our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And like I mentioned during the crossover service, we are going to have this as our anchor scripture for the year. And God will teach us the things that we need to learn and the things that we need to take away from it. Because whenever a year starts, there's always something new that God is about to do. And that new thing is something that no man can change. And the only thing me and you can do is to plug into it and believe God for the best. Praise the Lord. Occasionally, God will tell you to do something strange. Please, whenever God tells you to do something strange, don't rationalize it. Just do it. Because when you do it, you will find out that the results you get will be different from the results your neighbor gets. And I have seen that multiple, multiple times. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Now I'm going to read from verses 16 to 18, but I encourage you to read from the beginning at home because you will understand perfectly what the scripture is saying once you can understand the context in which the apostle is saying this as it's ending the chapter. It says, and I read for my hybrid version, that's what I call it here. And my hybrid version is a version in which I take parts of the Amplified, I take part of the King James, and I put them together. Because I have come to realize that sometimes it makes more sense for me to do that. It says, whenever a person, and I'm reading from verse 16, whenever a person turns in repentance and faith to the Lord, the veil is taken away and removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and freedom, which is a sign of emancipation from bondage. And so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord as one sees in the mirror. And therefore, we are changed progressively and transformed gradually into the same image of the God that we see in the mirror. From one degree of glory to even a greater degree of glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you this morning. We bless your name because you have been faithful. Thank you because all through 2021, we relied on you. Thank you, Father, for your constant nature in that you did not fail us. Thank you because you did not fail our children. Thank you because you did not fail our marriages. Thank you because you did not allow our ministries to fail. Father, we give you all the glory. Lord, we pray this morning that as we go into your word, we pray that your word will resonate with your children. We pray that your word will bring about change in their lives. We pray that everyone, as the veil is removed, Lord, that they will begin to see clearly in the name of Jesus. I remember everyone that is celebrating their birthdays, their anniversaries. 
I pray that the glory of the Lord will not depart from your hope. I pray that the glory of the Lord shall abide with you. I pray that your celebration will never turn sour in the name of Jesus. As you turn a year older or as you celebrate whatever it is that, that January marks the beginning, is it an anniversary, whatever it is, I pray that that thing will continue to bring joy unto you in the name of Jesus. I pray that as you get older, you'll be older, you'll be wiser. I pray that as you get older, that you move closer unto God in the name of Jesus. I pray that if there be any separation between anybody and God, that that separation will be removed in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for their lives. Those that are celebrating other things, Lord, you know it. I pray, Father, that those things will continue to be their testimonies and that the testimony will only grow stronger and stronger. Lord, I release myself to be used and I pray, God Almighty, Father, that you take absolute control. Let your children hear your voice this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. And so the Bible says... Whenever a person turns, meaning that when a person decides to make a change in their lives, it says whatever veil was there before that did not allow them to see certain things, that they will begin to see those things. It says that that veil is something that we need personally to make sure that we get removed and thereafter we can be sure that that is the only time we can see clearly first of all the God almighty and then secondly to be transformed not only into his image but into his likeness and to become the kind of person that God wants us to be. The Bible says as many as did receive him he gave them power to become the sons of God. Meaning that there is a gradual process whereby you start from one place and you move to other places as you look unto him. The Bible says that looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, meaning that in the beginning is there. At the end, where you finish your race is there. Apostle Paul said, I have fought a good fight, meaning that you will not die by the wayside. And so I am believing God that every change that is necessary for me and you to make in this 2022 that the Lord will not only lead you in that direction, but the Lord will show it unto you and that his grace will be sufficient for you in the name of Jesus. I want to also read in James chapter 1, if you turn with me. James chapter 1, I will read verse 22 up unto 25, James chapter 1. The Bible says, but don't just listen to God's word. And that is one thing that I want to encourage everybody this year, make up your mind. I'm not just going to listen to the word of God. Are we together? It says, don't just, let's read it together, but don't just listen to God's word. What must you do? You must do what he says. Otherwise, you are only what? Fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and you don't obey, it is like what? glassing at your face in the mirror you see yourself you walk away and you forget what you look like but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free 
And if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Brethren, I believe God that this year you will receive the blessing of obedience. Because as we will learn, and God will help me, I will take my time. As we will learn, there are some blessings you get just for doing. There are some blessings you get just from obedience. In fact, there are a lot of blessings you get just by staying where God tells you to stay. The Bible says in one of the most quoted passages in blessings, Deuteronomy chapter 8, chapter 28, if you want to read it in verse 1, it says, if you will hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God to do, to what? Do. Meaning that acting is the first step. Doing is the second step. Brethren, I'm believing God this year because one of the challenges that we have had so far in, in Christianity is that we hear, we hear, we hear, and then we wait for God to force us to do. God will not force anybody to do. God expects me and you to take the initiative and begin to practice what we hear. Are we together? Now, most of us will naturally practice what we hear in the secular settings. But we will not practice what we hear spiritually. Some years ago, the electricity company called MB Power decided to send me a snapshot of how my electricity consumption was compared to my neighbors. I don't know if they sent it to you. If you register by email with them, they'll send it to you. Now, when they did that, I looked at myself and said, I am not measuring up to par. I am spending too much money on electricity compared to my neighbors. So what did I do? I remember that in my house, I have certain stations that I have other televisions that I don't watch for more than nine months in a year. I went and unplugged them. Would that save me electricity or not? Yes. Now, what am I doing? I am receiving the information and I am acting on the information for the benefit of my pocket. Now, a lot of us do a lot of other things. You will hear, you will do. All we are asking is that in 2022, when you hear, please do. Most of us can reason out how to solve our problems physically. For example, it wasn't God that told me, go and unplug those appliances. Was it God that plugged them there? So it wasn't God that told me to do it, right? I looked around myself. You remember that passage where the Bible says, brethren, let us judge ourselves that we will not be judged. Remember? I looked at myself and I basically cast a judgment upon myself and say, how can I be better in saving money? Extra $5 in my pocket is better than extra $5 in MB Power's pocket. Are we together? So what I'm asking you then is this. 
And I'll show you from the word of God. When you look at yourself today and you look at God, is he really close to you or is he far off? Honest appraiser now. I'm not asking you to do the religious one. I'm asking you to honestly appraise yourself. When last did you commune? When last did you try to find out what pleases the one that you say is your friend? When last did you say, what else can I do to make this relationship work? Thank God, occasionally we have things for couples. And then we'll say, let us teach certain principles because we realize that every single marriage is different. So all we can do is to teach principles that apply across board. When we teach the principles, it is left for who? You. To go home and fashion out a way to apply those principles in your own marriage so that your marriage can be better. Are we together? Now, it is the same thing when we teach certain things this year. It will be left to everyone to go home and say, how can I apply this personally to my life so that my life will be better. And so life is going to be about a lot of adjustments in 2022. And I like that last part of James. He said, and God will bless you for doing it. I also like John chapter 8. John chapter 8 in verse 32. In verse 32 he says, and you shall know what? The truth. And the truth will make you free. And then he goes to 36 and says, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, then you are free indeed. Now, if you put the two together, it says if you know the truth, and then it says that truth will set you free, and then it says if the Son, it means that the Son is what? The truth. If you know the son and the son is a good reflection of his father, then it means by knowing the son, you have known the father. Are we together? Because a lot of times it seems we may not take time to understand the one that we call father. Jesus Christ knew his father so well. That when things were hard, he said, I know that when you have set a plan in action, you don't change your mind. Because I know you are a God that thinks properly before you blow time the plan. He said, but if it is at all possible, let what? This cup pass over me. He knew God was not going to change his mind. But for the benefit of the agony that he was about to go through. He said, if it is at all possible. I'm trying to lay a foundation here for you to understand that in 2022, there are two groups of people that need to change. And both of us, all of us, we fall into one of the groups. Number one group are the group that the Bible talks about in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says, if any man be 
in Christ. He is what? Meaning that if you are not yet a new creature, you need to become one. And that passage that we read in 2 Corinthians, that is the only time that the veil can be removed. If you are not yet a new creature, the veil can never be removed. Because the spirit of God that transforms a man cannot live inside you. The first group, and I say it again, it doesn't matter. You've been coming to church for 20 years, 30 years, 15 years, 18 years. You are born in church. You sleep in church. You, you eat in church. It doesn't matter. What matters at the end of the day is what you have inside that is going to count for eternity when the trumpet sounds. The second group are the group that the Bible talks about in that passage there, Second Corinthians chapter 3. Those that have already received Christ, the veil has been removed. Now they need to be transformed so that when people see you, Acts chapter 4 verse 13, and when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they reasoned among themselves. There's no other explanation. It is because they've been with Christ. Brethren, how many people see us? We are Christians, but how many people see us and say, definitely, now I know what God looks like? Are we together? How many people see you and look at you? And say, can you introduce me to the thing that gives you peace? A lot of times people call it thing. Because people think that everything that gives you satisfaction has to be a tangible thing. Amen? Long ago, somebody asked me, he said, you do this, you do this, you do this. He said, how do you do it? I said, it's grace. When I said it is grace, the person assumed that grace was my wife. Because after that, grace is a woman's name. And I was a little bit confused because the way the person began to speak, at some point I didn't think we were connecting. And so I said, oh, I do it by grace because I have grace upon my life. It was until I said that, that the person tried to then ask, what do you mean by that? I thought you said, it is grace. (laughs) At that point, I thought maybe I should change my wife's name to Grace. (laughs) Maybe to make more sense. But the person was expecting me to say that the reason why I do the things I do is because of something or someone that they can tangibly see. Are we together? If I do what I do because of someone or something, then woe is me because the day that person changes, then I can't do it again. Are we together? If I receive strength because of a relationship I have with a particular person, the day that person changes, what happens to my strength? My strength is gone. If I receive encouragement, and this is for those of us that all our encouragement in life is based on what people say, at some point people will be quiet. And then you start second guessing yourself. 
did I do right? Did I do wrong? I'm not saying it's not good to compliment people. All I'm saying is that don't base your life on the compliments of people. I have realized that if people really want to spite you, it doesn't matter what you do. They'll find a way of saying something bad about it. And that is why I like that passage where it says, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. Day by day, you stand up and encourage yourself. Day by day, you look at your own mirror and make sure you like what you see looking back at you. Somebody once told me, you know, for some reason people think that if they want to unlock certain benefits from you, they will comment about how beautiful your wife is. And so it's not unusual. People come to me and say, ah, you consider yourself lucky. You have a beautiful wife. And a lot of times my answer shocks them. I say, you're not the one to tell me that I wasn't blind when I saw her. <laughs> and I married her myself. And I've lived with her for 20-something years. So there's nothing you can tell me that I don't already know. And then they realize that that is not the secret key. <laughs> Are you getting it? Oh, I've seen that a lot. People will, when they try to get something from you and they're not getting it, then they will wait. And then after some time, they'll say, ah, Pastor, do you know you're very lucky. It's not luck, it's hard work. <laughs> it was hard work for me to be praying and at the same time seeing that there was a woman for me. It's hard work. Do you know how hard it is to pray and, and watch? Do you know how hard it is in those days to actually walk up to a lady? I'm not talking about those of you that will be saying that God said you want to box the woman into a corner. You go to a lady and say, ah, my dear, <laughs> uh, I want you to be my friend. You know, in those days, if I Bible drops on the floor and you pick it and your hands touch, your body will shake. Because you don't just touch hands anyhow. Some of you know what I'm talking about. But what we are saying is if you take your compliments from men, men will disappoint you. Now, when you then talk about those two groups, I will quickly list some of the things that you can consider a change. Because when we are talking about change, especially in a positive sense, you will find out that it's a matter of doing one thing that either you never did before, or doing something that you did before in a different way, or in stopping to do certain things. So number one, to change means to abort, to abolish. It means to destroy the works of the devil. The Bible says, for this reason, the Son of Man was manifest, the Son of God was manifested that he may destroy the works of the devil. It means he came to abolish the things that the devil did. Number two, to change means to adjust. Number three, 
To change means to alter. I'll try to take them one by one. It means to alter. It means to abolish, to abort, to destroy, to adjust, to alter. Genesis chapter 31 is one of the interesting passages I always read when I think about change in terms of altering. Jacob lamented twice. He said, your father, he altered, he changed my wages ten times. Your father is not dependable. Indirectly was telling the wife, thank God your father is not God. Because if your father was God, and every time I met the condition, your father shifted goalposts. But are you not grateful that God is not like that? Number four, to alter means to replace, and to change means to replace. I like that particular word also. The Bible tells me in Genesis chapter 41, 2 Samuel 12. It said, when they called Joseph to come and see Pharaoh, the Bible says, he shaved his beard and he changed his clothes. Oh, some, let me tell you the truth. If you are going to sit in some places of authority, you need to change the way you dress. All this one of this is what makes me feel comfortable. When you get to that place, they will ask you why you are that meeting. And if they don't ask you, you just find out that they will invite you to the next one. There's a protocol that you can't break in life. Joseph understood that protocol. There's a protocol for approaching a king. There's a protocol for attending an interview. There's a protocol. Find out what the protocol is and adjust yourself to it. Number five, it means to develop. It means to grow. Number seven, it means to modify. The word change means to modify. Number eight, it means to rename. Remember when you said that God changed the name of the patriarchs. He changed it from Abraham to Abraham. He changed it from Jacob to Israel. Sometimes some of us need to change our name. Oh, brethren, I don't disrespect anybody's name. But there are names that need to be changed. There are names, if I imagine every name, the more people call it, the more prophetic it is. One of my friends had a name. We went to school together. And right from the beginning, because I understood the language, understood the language, I knew that this name is a problem. Everybody left school. He began. He went to medical school. He made it in medical school. He became one of the top doctors in one of the teaching hospitals. The time of his glory, he died. Because his name means death killed the whatever one. I don't know. What is E? E in English. Yes. It means that death killed the honorable one. About three years ago, we buried him. Oh, you can say it's anything. Nothing was wrong with him. Promotion came. Honor came. 
death came because that is what the name says. Are we together? If you need to change your name, you better change it. When Jacob carried that name, there was nothing he could do without living up to the expectation of the name. Oh, some of you, you jokingly call yourselves by names that are derogatory. You better change it. There is no such joke in the kingdom. Some of you, jokingly, you'll be calling yourself stupid. Oh, watch out. The wind of stupidity is blowing towards your house. Are we getting it? Parents, never speak any word that is negative towards your children. It is only the grace of God that most of you are where you are today. Because when your father saw you when you were young and you knocked down his table, there were words that he readily said in those days. But now you are born again. Your father was not. Life and death is in your mouth. You look at your child because he broke a plate of three dollars. You cost the boy for life. You better change. Are we together? So there are some things you need to rename. Number nine. There are some things you need to refine. Some things you will renew. Some things that you will transform. The word metamorphosis means to change form. And there are some things you will need to transform. Oh, brethren, some of us have to transform in terms of character. Some of us have to transform in the way that we perceive things. That is why the Bible talks about by the constant renewing of your mind. Your mind is actually who you are, what you think, and what you do. Now, maybe I will end with this part because of time, and I will explain this. Whenever there is a change, there must be two points of reference. And let me explain this very well. The point of reference, number one, is your reality for now. And I thank God for certain testimonies. Don't deny your reality. Don't say it's not your portion. That is where you are today. Are we together? Your reality is that today, as we are speaking, on the 2nd of January, when you measure yourself, that is your reality today. But that reality does not have to be forever. Are we together? My reality some years ago was that I was a bachelor. Am I a bachelor forever? No. I could have denied my reality. And when married people are gathering, I gather with them. After some time, they will ask you, is your wife a ghost? Because after some time, they will expect you to bring your wife. Are we together? If we say we are praying for people that need jobs, for example, and you know you don't have a job, and yet you are not appearing there, then you are denying your reality. Oh, I remember in those days when we didn't have jobs. Whenever they say there's prayer, either, it doesn't matter who they're praying for, I'm there. 
In fact, when God wanted to catch me, so to say, they looked around the church and they said I should be the head of the prayer team. I'm the one that knows how to pray the least. They said I should just be the head of the prayer. So every day when people have written their big, big prayer points, they will put in a bag and then they will give it to me. So I had to ask the pastor, this thing that they are giving to me, what am I supposed to do? He said, you are supposed to first of all pray about them at home before you bring them to church. I said, all these problems. <laughs> Brethren, in those days, people don't write any prayer point to say, I thank God. Every prayer point, when you read it, you can't look at the person the same again. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. So after some time, I had to say, good, for the benefit of my own going to heaven, tell them not to put name again. Because if they keep putting name, I'll continue seeing that problem in them. Is it not? Oh, you think I'm not a human being? The people don't pretend to church that everything is well in their marriage. Let them write down their prayer point. You read it, you look at them again. Say, God have mercy. What you don't know now is that is the prayer point the lie or is the life that they are showing us the lie? Are we together? And so, your reality is where you are today. Now, apart from your reality, you now have a goal. And that goal is the expected end of that change. Are we together? Here's the problem. Most of us know where we are, but do you really know that most of us don't even know where we want to go? And the reason we don't know where we want to go is because we have no yardstick to measure where we want to go. There's a reality and there's an ideal. The ideal is where God stands. And the Bible says in that passage that we read that we are Change from glory to glory. Is there any glory that is greater than the glory of the Lord? No. That is where we need to go. Somebody says, well, if I'm closer to my wife, maybe I will achieve that glory. I'm sorry to say you will not. The only way you can achieve that glory is actually to move closer to the one that can reveal the glory to you. Let me show you by a small, simple demonstration. Because I notice that a lot of people have a lot of problems in their marriage. And I also notice that people have problems in relationships, either at work, at home, everywhere. Human beings, the world is not the problem, it's the human beings in the world. Nobody has ever told me that I've had a problem with a dog that lives next door. But they can have a problem with the owner of the dog, and the owner of the dog says, every time that person passes, bite him. <laughs> that is the problem. Now, I need three quick volunteers. Three quick volunteers. From anywhere, or I'll call people myself. Three quick volunteers, just stand. One, two, three. Okay, come. 
while you are wearing your mask. Please stand here. You stand here and face them. Stand here. Stand here, here, here. There. Back. Stand here. Okay, now stand in such a way that all of you can see yourselves, the three of you. Okay, good. Now here's my question. Since she's the one different from them, I will say she's God. Yeah, God now, eh? <laughs> now, no, I won't say it like I won't do it like that. Okay, let me do it like that. Now, let us imagine that these are two friends. Let us imagine that they have between them whatever relationship anybody can have. Right? If this is God, does God move? God remains the same, right? So it means that she is not going to move. Now, have you noticed that the distance between him and his God and between him and his God, they're about the same. But have you noticed that the distance between him and him, they're a little wider? Have you noticed that? Now, if I tell both of them to clump together, what does that do with their distance with their God? It doesn't really change it. Are you, are, you, are you listening? But if he moves closer, move closer, and he moves closer, what happens to the distance between them? It reduces. Brethren, you want your relationship to succeed, move close to God. Are we together? Thank you very much. Please go and go. Are we together? You want your relationship. It is not possible to be close to God and your relationship with fellow human beings will not be at the best. Because when the Bible says move closer to God and the other person is moving closer to God, you find out that both of you are moving closer together. Husbands move closer to God. Wives move closer to God. Children move closer to God. Parents move closer to God. Followers move closer to God. Leaders move closer to God. It doesn't matter where you are stationed. If you move closer to God and the other person moves closer to God, you both become like God and you'll be at peace with all men. Amen. Better change is going to come. Amen. Because sincerely, we need to begin to reflect that glory. And this is an introduction for you to understand what we'll be talking about mostly in this year. The Bible says, and God will bless you for it. There is a blessing that you receive just because God says you will receive it. There is a blessing that you receive because you don't argue with God. You don't try to reason or rationalize. You just do it. And then when you do it, you begin to see the benefits of it. As I invite the choir to come, we're going to pray and then we will give our offering. Please, if you have a Thanksgiving offering, please label it specifically. So that as we change ourselves, what we do, I like that passage. It says, give 
and it shall be given unto you. Some of you are waiting for people to visit you. How many people have you visited? The Bible says, with the measure with which you meet out, it shall be meted to you. Let's stand on our feet. Tell your neighbor it's time to change. Yeah, tell your neighbor it's time to change. If your neighbor is your husband, say, my husband, it's time to change. If your neighbor is your wife, say, my wife, it's time to change. Uh-huh. The problem is not the other person. The problem is, it's time to change. Tell yourself, it's time to change. <laughs> I, saw a, I saw a wife, when I said, tell your husband, the wife laughed. So that she will use that and not tell the husband. Don't worry, say, pastor told you to tell him. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Brethren, how wonderful it will be when we have a change church. When everybody in church is moving closer to God and you are not worried about what other people are doing. When everybody in church is saying, I must be where God is. When everybody in church is saying, I will change my thinking. When everybody in church says, I'll begin to exercise self-control, self-discipline. Lift your hands to heaven and just thank him. Just bless his holy name. Thank you for the opportunity to change. Oh, it's not everybody that gets this opportunity, but God has given you the opportunity. Thank him and say, Father, I thank you for the opportunity to change. Oh, Lord, I thank you, God, because there's change already coming my way. I thank you, Father, because I will not be the same again. I will do what heaven tells me to do. Oh, I will go from glory to glory. My life will go from glory to glory. My marriage will go from glory to glory. My business will go from glory to glory. Lord, whatever it is in this year, I refuse to be the same. I refuse, Lord. I refuse. I will no longer continue to forget what I see in the mirror. I look at the mirror, I see myself. I look at the other mirror, at the other glass, I see God. See, I will not forget again. Lord, Holy Spirit, remind me. The Bible says, it will bring to your remembrance say Holy Spirit I need your help this year I need your help this year I don't want to forget what I look like neither do I want to forget what God looks like I want to focus on myself this year I want to focus on myself this year Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your name, O God. Maybe you are here and you have not given your life to him. And you want to, and you're in that first group and you want to say, I want to give my life to him. Or maybe you're in the second group. And he said, no, I've given my life to him, but my life is not a reflection of who he is. I want you to just join me in prayer as I pray over you.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for your children, Lord. As many as are still outside, Father, we pray that you will bring them inside. As many as the veil is still covering their eyes, Lord, we pray that you remove the veil. As many as are wallowing in sin, Lord, we ask for mercy. Lord, we pray that as many as have received mercy, let them begin to make progress. In the name of Jesus. I pray that every stumbling block, every failure of the past, that it will not be a deterrent to the future. In the name of Jesus. I pray God that as we are starting this year, I pray that none of us will be left behind. To the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray.